Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to FiberSkincare.com and use code UNFILTERED for 15% off. So you have always had self-doubt, but you it sounds like you have like a major self-intuition that guides you. Because I think for so many of our followers, I think that self-doubt can coexist with confidence. Mm-hmm. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. Sasha, we've never met in real life. Yes, you don't Are we know. Still in real how- life? I cannot. I'm so excited for this. I have fucking Ooh. surgery today, and I'm like, there are surgeons like come at nine. I'm like, no. I'm speaking to Kat Nat at 11. The surgeon's like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? 
surgery today. I have oh. surgery. So is that three thirty? There was no way I was rescheduling this. Like oh God, just like okay, we'll put you in at three thirty, but that also means you can't eat all day because you have to fast. You should have rescheduled. We would have made it work, girl. I couldn't believe it. I was watching your stories. I'm like, I don't understand. How is she going to do this? Well, she's super one. She's going to figure it out. Okay, first of all, before we start, Sasha, we have never met Sasha in real life. We've been wanting to talk to her, meet her, and having you on our podcast was just beyond exciting. But for everyone who is uh, living under a rock, everyone says that. I know. (laughs) I know. Just honestly, what do you do? Like you're talking about commercials. What do you do for a living? Oh my God. I still haven't perfected my little elevator pitch, right? So um, I guess most people know me as a content creator or storyteller, um, motivational speaker, former elite athlete. Um, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say mom, because that is my favorite title and my favorite job to date. Um, Yeah, but I'm a former corporate global marketer. former athlete turned content creator model. And I sometimes like I'm, I'm moonlighting in this very special space. I don't understand how these opportunities are happening, but it's turned into commercial work. It's turned into a bit of acting. It's turned into voiceover stuff. So yeah. I I actually have a question based on that. What you just said. So number one, you were an, an elite athlete. Does that mean professional or you just, you played at a super high level? Like, I guess what's the difference between it? Was it tennis? Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how, what, what, where, what does elite mean? Yes. Elite means that I played on the Canadian national team. I played on the international level. I went to school in the U.S., so I went to Indiana State on a full ride there and then went to Howard University, which is a historically Black college university as well, for another degree and played tennis there too. Is that professional? That's kind of professional though, no? Like in a way? It's not on the WTA tour, um, but it is like pretty high level. Wow. So... Because a lot of our audience is about, you know, we asked a lot of women kind of what their biggest struggles are, what are their challenges, or who's their biggest critic. And about 80 to 90% said it was themselves. So I know, but when you say that you don't know how you're doing what you're doing, don't you feel like your attitude based on the fact that you think you can do it gets you what you got because you believe that you can do it? You're smart, eh? (laughs) I just, I... Yeah, you know, it just... It took a long time. I still have that inner critic and that inner voice that has some self-doubt. But as I've gotten older and more mature, I've developed more confidence. And as the new opportunities and as my job and my career has changed, I have found strength in that. But I have had self-doubt, like, for as long as I can remember on the tennis court, in school, when I got into the corporate world, even though I was always excelling and doing well, I was always so hard on myself. When I say I'm surprised of where I am, it's not, it's not because I'm not a hard worker. I, I know I deserve to be where I am. It's just 
I'm shocked at some of the opportunities because my life path was supposed to be something very different. Got it. It was not supposed to be in this creative space. I come from immigrant parents who made a lot of sacrifices to create a future for me and allowed me the infrastructure to excel in this sport and, and to do postgraduate education. And I was supposed to be on a fast track in the corporate world. And that's it. So I got very because Ill. of you, or because of your parents, or because yes. the expectations you thought your parents had of you. The expectations I knew my parents had of me. Huh, okay. There we go. Okay. So I got very ill. It took several years to diagnose the issue, and I feel it. It was two thousand, yeah, two thousand when I was diagnosed with a very rare kidney disease, and then had taken a year off of school. I'd come home to Toronto, seeing the best nephrologist. Um, the concern was because my father died of kidney. My grandfather, sorry, died of kidney disease when he was thirty-five. Oh, so the rare kidney disease that I had like had red flags flying all over the place. Um, I'm not even supposed to be functioning the way I am today. Like I am just like an anomaly. Um, I relapsed big time in 2009. I was hospitalized for the mo- about a year and on bed rest for a really long time. I moved in with my parents. I left my job, left lost assets and all of that. And it was through that time, that year and a half, where I had to really dig deep and figure out what it was that I really wanted to do with my life. At that time, I was 29. Yeah, I was going to say, how old were you at that that time? And I'd spent 29 years just, you know, kicking ass, taking names, but not really being truly happy every day or fulfilled because I wasn't living my true authentic life. I wasn't living my true authentic self. I have to just insert when you say you're the anomaly for the people who don't know you on Instagram, it's because Sasha is like uh, super fit, does lots of like activity. You have exercises, you have partnerships with fitness brands and I was going to ask, I was like, how, when I see all, uh, how well you seem to treat your body, not only with your workouts, but what you ingest in your body. I, sometimes I say to myself, like, where is the drive to continue to make it happen? I know you were an athlete, but, um, but even like now being a mom, being so busy, is that, is, are you driven because you want your health because of what happened to you or it's just in you? That's the only way I'll survive. Really? I mean, as an athlete, <clears throat> I was generally healthy, more healthier than the average person, but I didn't take health as serious as I do now. Um, now part of this health journey was learning that pharmaceutical medication wasn't for me. And I really, yeah. So there's so many layers to this of discovery, but I credit alternative medicine to me getting where I am. And I, my doctors thought I was crazy. My GP, my kidney specialist, I was like, this is not working. None of these drugs are working. I'm going to do my own research. I'm going to take myself off all the meds. I'm going to put together my own team, a chiropractor, a Reiki specialist. I started to take Tai Chi, saw naturopath, nutritionist. Um, I did everything. And yeah, it took about two years of what I call rehabilitation and a control alt delete to reboot my life. And that is why I'm on this, on this path. 
Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So you have always had self-doubt, but you, it sounds like you have like a major self-intuition that guides you. Because I think for so many of our followers, I think that self-doubt can coexist with confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think self-doubt can coexist Mm -hmm. with, um, you know, some days it's huge self-doubt and then other days you feel really great. And I think it's a pendulum. So for people, because when we, when you hear that story, you're like, wow, what ambition. But I think that what you're saying is I've had all this, but I also have that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can live with them together and never but get I also hit, and I hate to use this phrase, I hit rock bottom, essentially. Like I didn't really have anything else to lose at that, at that time. Like I had no independence. I had no income. I had no health. Um, I was socially inept. I withdrew. So I had no social life. I had broken up with my fiance two months before the wedding. I was like, this whole life that I, I'm sorry, I always get emotional when I talk about this. So I hope I don't cry. My whole life that I meticulously calculated was falling apart. Wow. So I like as for a type A person who kind of a control freak it was very scary but I so much much has happened in a decade oh yeah yeah but how did you pick it up like for a lot of people who feel like they're hitting rock bottom and they can't see the light how do you find it and rock bottom is so different for everybody because we know a lot of people in you know marriages and are stuck because of circumstances with children or they don't know how to get out. And, you know, sometimes it's not as simple as just changing it, but I think that there's characteristics that you can do to kind of find if I'm right. I mean, I don't know. What what did you do? Like Nat said, to try to to find that balance again. What is, what do you look for? Where's the light? I, um, I wrote a lot during that time. I think that's actually when I started 
I started meditating. I started journaling and really getting in tune with my thoughts and really why I was in the place that I was in and what I wanted from my life. And it just, I had to just get to a place where I was comfortable. I had to almost force myself to try something different, even if I didn't feel like I was going to be supportive. And I have one tattoo and it's on my wrist and it says perseverance. So it, I had it, I had it done in early 2010 to just remind myself of every time I've been knocked down or pushed back or thought that I couldn't get back up, that I was able to rise every single time. And it, it only made me stronger. Sorry. No, I think, I I think that we'll touch it. I think it is, I, it touches a chord with so I so many. I know that because everyone's knocked down is different and everyone's knocked down has a different story to it. And, you know, yeah. on Instagram, we see so much. And the reason we love podcasting is because there's such a story behind each person that you never, ever get to hear because the Instagram and, you know, they're, they're so fast. The bites are yes. so fast and, you know, storytelling when, especially when we know a lot of our audience feels so alone, even though they have a family around them and and they don't know how to move. When you hear someone share something, you know, when they felt the same way, it gives hope and it gives light and it gives, you know, something that it's not just the way it has to be because even though they might not be able to journal, it might be something like, you know, finding a walk buddy or go. It's so there's just little things you can do to what I hear you saying is you constantly move forward, even when you felt like you couldn't. And you know what? It's like, I think what held me together is not thinking about grandiose changes okay, or an example, because that's intimidating and daunting. And when you're at that low level and you think you cannot dig yourself out of a hole, like to think about monumental changes just seems ridiculous. So an analogy or an example would be um, me learning to, to move my body again. So I was a high functioning athlete and I couldn't get from my bed to my ensuite bathroom. I was like, what in the actual fuck is going on? I was in that much pain, chronic pain. And I started with Tai Chi. So we know this is beautiful, slow movements. I was swimming. And then I eventually, I was so embarrassed. I couldn't even go to the gym. Me. Wow. I was so embarrassed physically of how I looked because I was so out of shape. I was in my hometown again because I had to be back with my parents. I'm like, I didn't want anyone to see me and recognize me. So I'm like, well, what could I do that will help me move my body that I can kind of control when I do it, no one will see. And it was running. And it was the most accessible thing because I had no income. It cost nothing to run. You need running shoes. That's it. I was able to do it at 5.30 in the morning before the neighbors woke up. And I couldn't even get around our block without stopping to walk. And I was like, this is, this is humbling. Yeah. This is fucking humbling. And I was like, you know what? I don't really have anything else to do. And I'm just going to promise myself I'm going to do that one lap around the block. That's it. I wasn't, ex- yeah. I wasn't expecting anything else. And I would say maybe 
two weeks later, I was doing it without stopping. And I was like, I'm going to do it, you know, another two rounds. And then four months later, I was running 10K. Wow. She's making me want to get off my butt right now. <laughs> but if, if I said to myself, my goal is to run 10K or I'm going to run a half marathon. Right. From couch or bed to that, no way. I, 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 you, I feel the, like, sometimes you just start and like, I could go longer, but the thought of thinking 40 or 50 minutes, like you're, I'm not even going to start, which is such a, it's so mental, but it's so, it is really is so inspiring when, when someone tells you just do five minutes, just go for a walk and see what happens. And then go again and see what happens. That's like, that's going from like, a lot of people are like, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to get fit. And they go from zero. And then they join this really hardcore workout class that makes them feel like they want to die. And then they just said, I guess I can't work out. Right. Because this is, this is way too hard. It's not sustainable. I know. My gosh, how many times have I done that? And, and, you know, in a big way, you had to recreate your, my husband was a professional athlete. And, you know, when he retired, it was probably the hardest two years of his life because his identity with his identity was gone and yes. his body as he knew it was gone and the what his mission was to wake up and work out and you know the all the camaraderie and the conversations around that gone and I remember him just being like kind of lost and I think that when you have an identity and for a lot of people sometimes in motherhood they lose they lose their identity because they're just mom and they're not like I don't know who else I am and sometimes it takes doing something outside of out of who you who you were to who you want to become but you have to start with something small yes it it, for, it okay go now speaking of you uh of being uh, a mom uh you mentioned that you broke up with your fiance two months before your wedding is that the father of your daughter yeah. That is not. You're like, something's not adding up. Yes. <laughs> you have an adorable daughter. Yes. She's three. Three. Yeah. Three. She's so cute. That's I a love- really fun age, by the way. It is. I love her on your lives, man. It really I love her on your Instagram. Um, you are really open. So again, obviously we have a huge mom audience and we realize that we often don't talk about the motherhood side of other women doing it because everybody does it differently, but you're open about you and your, the, your partner, your co-partner in parenting are like, you get along, you share and you share like so you're, so big moments listed, together. You are no longer together. We are no longer. We separated September 2019. Did it take a while to get to a place where you could like transition her from crypt like to big girl bed together? And so, like, were these how old was she? <sighs> yeah, that's a question I get all the time. Is like, how did you do this? How did you get there? How long did it take to get to that? To that point um this was not an amicable breakup oh I was left without warning I came home from a a work trip from New York and I brought up an issue that was bothering me and he was gone that night um oh I did not know that no so yeah, that was mid-September. It was a very busy time for me. And I remember thinking, what in the actual... Fu-? Like, I didn't even know if I was ever going to have kids, but 
when I decided, when we decided we were going to have Maxwell, like that was it. Like my desire was never to raise Maxwell alone. I did not want to be a single mom. That's a choice for everyone, but I, I wanted to be a family unit. Um, so there was a lot of hurt, a lot of anger. My ego was trashed because like, you're leaving me. <laughs> what? I'm like, I feel like I'm bringing so much to the table. I'm like, how dare you? And uh, the holidays came and that was rough because you have to deal with the first, right? Like the first long weekend or the first holiday or the first birthdays apart. And then after that, I think it was like January and things were bad, like bad. I was not around for the, the handoffs on his visitation days, like none of that. Okay. And then I thought to myself, I looked at Maxwell one day and I was just like, you know what? This kid is such a light. She deserves so much more than what we're giving. And if that means I have to put my ego and my feelings and my hurt on the back burner and suck it up and speak to, at that time, this asshole, then that's what I need to do. And I was like, we, I said, we need to get to a place where we can respect each other and find a way to co-parent. I know this probably sounds crazy, but in my dream scenario, I would love to get to a place where once a month we can get together, whether it's dinner or an outing and the three of us, you know, spend time together in small chunks. How did he respond? He was quiet. And then I I'm usually the one has to push the envelope. So I was like, Maxwell's obsessed with the CN Tower at the time. And I was like, I'm going to take her. And this is a first. You should probably be there. Did you want to come? Wow. And I can't believe wow. how, like, mature you are. I know. I will get you that on your, by yourself. That's a mother's love, right? I, I will. I like, I'm having a moment because my parents um, divorced when I was like 18, 17. I don't remember them ever together. And you know, I don't remember them doing things together. And when we got to an age, like when they were to get, like when they would be together because of big moments, like graduations from grades, you know, when we got older, it was, I felt the burden to make sure that they were both okay. Yeah. And I, that was something I still carry to this day to making sure that those two, mm-hmm. even though it's not my issue. So the fact that you're doing that for her now to give her space to be not carry your relationship, even though I didn't have to, but as a child, I felt it. I think, you know, I, I think a lot of, a I lot think of those kids do though. You feel that. Yeah. Yes. Where you're like, you can't even focus on what you're doing because you're so concerned about those, your parents and you love them both so much, but you're like, Oh, I, when I, when I, the few times, the few times it happened before I, I just, I just had my single mom. It was so awkward. I just felt so awkward. Like you almost don't want them. it to be. And then you, you have to choose who you, who you want there. And sometimes I would lie and tell one, one and the other, the other, because the feeling of having the two of them. Anyways, I didn't mean to hijack the story. So, <laughs> no, but it's real. That's some real yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I never had, I've never said that. I've never acknowledged that, you know, even the fact that that felt that way. And I, we've never talked about it, but you're, you're, what you're saying is I, I, I hope that because I see you two now and you're, you're at a place where you're, you're okay. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, we, he's come on vacations with us. He comes to the, <laughs> like he comes to the cottage and I think that really throws my, my 
Instagram community for they're just like they're used to it now, but they're like, how is this happening? Maybe because we're not dating other people. I was gonna circle back with me when one of us are dating, and then I may have a different okay. (laughs) But I think you're allowed to. Like, I think you're allowed, like, you know, you'll probably, of course you're allowed to have feelings as you go on because now you have to consider two people in the same, like your, your, your dating person and her dad, but oh my, and, and, and being a single mom, you are, you're working, you seem so busy. Like, we're just so thankful that we've got this podcast with you. When you watch you, when, when, when we watch you, it seems like there's so much going on. This is such, this seems like y'all, she makes really good content. Like, yeah, content that like it's like you work, you and the content's outrageous. Like what you do, uh, it must take so much time of your day. Um, I like to work strategically, so that's why there's chunks of the day where I'm just not online on stories. I don't have, and it bothers me because I love that. I love sharing, but I realized um, last year that it wasn't allowing me to work smart. I was spending too much time sharing and not enough time doing. What um, what what of your career, your job right now takes up the most amount of time? When you have to sit and focus, what are you doing? You guys have <laughs> questions. Um, well, we have a, a a larger team than most people think, so. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of, um, well, we have some exciting things coming down the pipe. I'm able to kind of speak TV? about some of them now. Isn't there so, TV? Yes. So we signed um, a development deal with E1 Entertainment for a TV show and a podcast. So there's been tons of legal stuff going on. So I, I spend a considerable amount of boring time on Zoom calls. And I know I mentioned this on Instagram, people were like, well, how many meetings could she have? It's like, it's a lot. So it's that. And then um, the designing work. So working with Ella Handbags, we're launching our second. This one will be more of a collection. Last year, we just launched one bag. You guys will be getting. Yeah. Um, so that comes out in May. I just launched or announced my Tetley signature tea. Wait, I, can, I have to. The reason I asked you that story about your confidence versus thing is because when I said, when I was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. You were like, I pitched them. They were like, yes, let's go. And I was like, so you are, that is confident. Like that is someone who's like, I'm going to try that I, on Instagram. I, I messaged you that. Yeah. yeah. It was like, a, I threw that at the wall. I'm like, they're never going to say yes to that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think I have like little glimmers of confidence, but it just seemed like a natural next step. But I, Tetley is a huge company. Like, yes, they did right? like that guru. Remember they had that like yoga guy who was like Madonna. We, yeah, we, we did something with him. I remember oh like, gosh, like they're that. so big. They brought Madonna's like <laughs> guru to Canada to do like a Tetley thing. I don't even think he drank Tetley at the time. You are a lot more relatable than him. Let me tell you. <laughs> it was, I was like, I'm dying. Oh my God. Go with it. So odd. So odd. Yes, this is going to be a, fair, a better partnership for them for sure. <laughs> so you by yourself reached out to the company. You. Well, I've been working with them for years. So a lot of my brand partners are long term partners, which I did a mass 
a lot of new followers last year. Um, so a lot of them don't know the history, but if you, if one was to do a deep dive, I mean, Joe Fresh has been a partner since 2016. Um, Tetley probably 2016 or 2017. Wow. Cause you love tea. I love tea. I used to love coffee, but I quit drinking coffee in 2019. I've always drank tea, but when I gave up coffee, I came, became this crazy tea lady. Um, <laughs> But yeah, all of my partnerships are super long and, and they trust me. And I think my followers and my community trust me because I don't talk about things that I don't like. I don't care how much money a brand's going to pay me. If it's not a product or service that I wouldn't use my own money to buy, I'm not promoting it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you look back on, like, every... You have that so much happen. I'm so, I'm so excited to hear all of this stuff because I follow you on, on a day-to-day basis. Um, obviously, we miss some things, but there's just so much more to you than just than just the stories. It's so exciting to hear your stories. When you look back at all of the years and where you are now, where do you feel, like, as a woman, as, as, a, as a businesswoman... As a mom. As a mom. Where do you, how do you feel now compared to the past? Like, is this where you feel the best and you've gained the most confidence? Was it five years ago? Was it when you were playing tennis? Like, where are you at now? Deep question, Natalie. Wow. Yes. Because it looks really good right now. Because it's good right now. And that, that separation was pivotal for me. So I think a lot. With your, with your, with your ex-partner. Yeah. I wasn't happy in the relationship for a long time. We both weren't, but I I didn't have the guts to leave. But he did me a favor by leaving um, because it showed me that I can thrive on my own. Like, I had never been more successful. That breakup, like, it gave me the confidence. I was terrified, terrified. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, do I need to move? Do I need to move into a smaller place? Like how much more am I going to have to work in order to earn more money? Like all these things. And I'm like, can I do the single mom? I, I just, the whole thing just seems overwhelming for me. I think I was in quicksand for three months. Nobody knew. Um, I had an agent at the time and she knew. And I remember 
going to set and I had to shoot a couple commercials and I couldn't even remember lines. I was a mess. Um, but I really came. Did you have a newborn at this time? Max was, she just turned two. It was okay. after her, her second birthday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is kind of new. This is like fairly new still. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I was a year and um, a half, a year and a half. That's new. That's new. It's this whole journey to be in a place where we like, he comes to the cottage and all of that. Yes. Yeah. It's new. That's, yeah, I, I was a social worker and we, we had to do a, a course on grief. And I remember they said, and I might get hate for this or people might disagree, but they say sometimes that a breakup, a separation, divorce can be harder and more painful than a death because the gr- yeah. you can grieve and get over. There's no end, but this can go on. It's like, it, you, it's so much harder to get over. And I never really realized that until number one, children and social media are in the mix. And it's like, you have constant access to someone you may still have a relationship oh. with. And even when you think you're over or done, something comes back and you're like, oh my God, right? Haunts like you. Haunts you. And it still happens from, from time to time. It's still about happens. how much I perv my exes and I've been married for 15 years and I can still perv them. If I had one, like still, and I have that kind of, wow. I, oh my gosh, have to ask about dating as a single mom. Do we like, wait, Sasha, before, do we like the word, do we like the term single mom? Do we have a new word for that yet? Is there a new word for that? I mean, I, I don't I, know. I don't, maybe maybe it's just I'm mom because being a mom is no different whether you're single or you're yeah. not. Yeah, and the ones that are not single are doing the same amount of work. <laughs> just the, the cringe of I feel cringy when I think or say single. Like I don't know why it it it, it bothers me, and I'm like solo mom or like because you you don't need to. Even though you're single, you might choose to be single. You know what I mean? But we don't say like uh, single person. You just say I that person. I really thought about it, to be honest. Okay. Um, right. It doesn't bother yeah. me. I think, you know what? Actually, for me, I think it's the opposite. Good. I've come to a place where I take pride in that. Yeah, okay, good. Like when you talk about our single moms, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm giving her credit for having done all of that without, without a partner. So I feel like it's like a, it's like, it's a pot, like I don't know, it's, a, it's like a strength. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Good. I was just making sure. I just wasn't sure. Sometimes I feel like, huh. But I'm, I'm glad that we're there. Um, dating. 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 But girls, it's a, it's a pandemic. <laughs> It's like, right. I mean, the, the idea, how does it even happen? I posted a video on, on TikTok and Instagram of me running I, away. Died. Love it. Died. Died, right? But that's exactly how I feel. It makes me want to bomb. I can't, like, this, like, the social platforms for dating, I just don't think I can do that. Um, it would have to be me meeting somebody through somebody else. Like I need a referral. I need like that cosign. Okay. So I haven't dated, like if I don't think you have many male followers, but I'm single and ready. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a very good summer for you. Let's just put I it that it's way. a hot girl summer because last year was silent. Yes, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a- I feel this. Is it? But two questions. How long were you with your ex for? 
four and a half years. Is it exciting? Is 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 it exciting to think about the possibility of like going out with Austin? Awesome- no. no. <laughs> Could you imagine you guys have been with your men for so long? Like so many things have changed. I know. So many things have changed. And because of all these dating platforms, people have become so lazy. Everyone's about a swipe, swipe, swipe. So even if I was to go on there, like, you know, and it's all really surface too. Like people are swiping and choosing based on what they're seeing and, I see you dating someone and I see you meet them on a patio. Like, oh. it, like it's like, it's, you're not, they're unexpected. And but, you but just then you fact check them. Me. They know somebody, you know, yeah, knows that. they know this, them. And it's this like, is you the dream scenario. This is, yeah, the I think, you, I think it's coming because you really, you broke up at a time that didn't give you the opportunity to meet people or like have conversations because of COVID. No, no, it was before it was 2019. I know, but we've been in for a year, but you have to get over the hurt. Yeah. And then you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Correct. Correct. So, Correct. Um, your window is just cracked. It's just going to be, you know, you, you tell so there's time uh, for me yet. There's oh my God. You are just beginning the journey of your life. Like I'm, I'm thinking you're going to Niagara for like wine tours. Oh, and like, you're, it's just begin- you Does are you just a friend. <laughs> you I'm dying. To, you tried to fence her yesterday. Are the athlete? Yes, Miles. Isn't he cute? He is he available. <laughs> um, okay, I have one last question because I know you have to go. I want to go for you. Do you drink? Girl, I just <laughs> my stories. I wish this interview was in the evening and it wasn't on antibiotics because I know. it would be hours than if we did it. Um, let's do a patio. Maybe the vision is actually the- we're all having cocktails. Yeah. And that's when he comes. If he knows us, you just and then you're like, and then he's that's like, it. you just that's you it. Can't, you can't take him from her. I will right be. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I know a lot of people get hammered when they get negative comments on their posts, or you know they have to for their mental health, they have to step away from this the, the social media world. And I'm talking not even people with platforms, people who have feelings of what their someone leaves on their sister, whoever. How do you handle the hate and, or do you get it? And how do you personally (laughs) let it go? Do I get it? Yeah. (sighs) And here's the thing. I didn't get it until last summer. So I was living in this very lovely, sweet space in social media where it was my army, I could say anything and everyone was supportive and it felt very comfortable and I shared way more. Um, and then during the BLM movement, I became more vocal on quite a few things and then got entangled in something that got blown out in the media and things for me on that platform changed, I guess, indefinitely. So, I amassed a larger following and it was the first time that I ever had to deal with hate in this way. Do those people still follow you to hate you? Yes. And this is a concept. Do you guys have that? We, you know, small, we have, they love to message us and tell us all the things that are not so great about us and that they're going to unfollow us, but 
There's so that there. announcement drives me nuts. I don't need to know that. I'm hey, I'm just reaching out to let you know that X, Y, and Z, and I'm gonna unfollow you. <laughs> Wait. I know. I know. Yeah, we get, we get is not necessary. We get so I mean, yes, we do get get some of it. And um it is they they do like to go to, to town on us. And then, you know, uh the other day I took my daughter to Yorkdale and I put two masks on her because we didn't have a three-ply or four-ply mask. And the hate I got for doing that was How like dare she put a mask and double a mask on her own daughter. I didn't even want to go into your field, to be honest with you, because it was so packed, but I had to get her something. What? She lives in Toronto. Yeah, and she was like, do your research, you idiots. You Like, I, I thought you were different. I'm like, I don't know if you've been following us for how long, but we are very open and very vocal about, about everything that we do. About believe where that. we stand. And I, I don't, oh, I was like, Okay. I was like, thanks for your point of view. I'm doing what I'm, you know, I, I, yes. So I, so how do you let it go? Yeah. In the beginning, it was very overwhelming for me. I was gutted and I'm one of those people. I don't know if you guys as creators in the space, if you have notifications turned on for any of yours. I've had very for unfortunate circumstances that led me to having to put it on. So if I didn't have it on, I would miss certain things. That's so that, that's why it's there. And that's a whole nother story. Um, so it, it was a lot. I couldn't sleep because I'd feel like I'd have to keep checking to see what was being said. Oh. Um, and somebody on my team, Deborah was like, if this is how you're going to be every time somebody leaves a negative comment, fucking get out of this now because yeah. it's only going to get worse. And she's like, look at anybody that's a public figure. They all get hate and they probably don't even know about half of it because they're just not looking at it. So yeah. figure out a way to block it. And if this is not for you, that's your call but just let us know. And this is done. So I was like, okay, girl. <laughs> um, so what, uh, first of all, I feel like a lot of the trolls, they want you to engage with them. Mm-hmm. They need it. It's almost like yeast or bacteria. Like they have, you have yes. to feed it. Yes. Right? So when you don't feed it, they can't argue with themselves. So they just go away. Perfect. So for the most part, it's a lot of ignoring, but then there's some that, to, I call them cries for help mm-hmm. that they're reflected projections of how they're feeling on the inside. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I'll see one and I'll write back, right back. And I'm like, Hey, this is an open, like, this is an open community here. You're open. Like I'm a public figure. My page is open. Um, you can vent and say whatever. Um, that was a bit offside, but maybe there's something else going on and I'm sending you nothing but love and light. And I hope that this day or this week turns around from you for you. And it's crazy because I've actually developed relationships out of that. Yeah. Faithful followers. You, you act, it's what, it's a lot of time, but often we give our followers who have very different views than us a space to explain their point of view, listen to their point of view, 
explain that we don't have the same point of view, but I, but that's your point of view. And then what they do is end up being like, thank you for listening. Although they started with, I hate you. You know what I mean? And so if we can, if we as a platform can make small seeds of changing or opening minds of what, of how different social issues affect the humanity of people. I feel like if we can keep those people engaged, they'll read something like, huh, I never thought of it that way. Cause often we're minded, right. We're battling people who have grown up in things who have different perspectives. And so, you know, they get so angry because if we're right, they're wrong. And how dare they could ever be wrong. You know, so it's like, how could their parents, the ones who raised them be so wrong, you know? And so it's like, it's this fine balance of, you know, making sure that you're like, that's not okay, but this is what we could say. And, you know, trying to educate without infuriating them. So at least we can get a message across. It's this social media world is so insane. And I will tell you one time in North Carolina, we were on tour and we did a live show. And there was such a troll that someone had sent these two girls in wigs to come to our show and go to the front of the stage. What? Yes. They booed us when we walked out. You fucking (laughs) stop. We hadn't even started yet. You should have seen the mama bears in the audience. You get up, grab security. Who who paid for this? Throwing popcorn at us. (laughs) <laughs> you fucking suck like screaming it's like and you're live like there's thousand plus people in the audience what do you guys do we were just kind of looking at each other and, and we kind of carried on because it was the intro and there was like you know we were doing our thing there to see your sh- and to bring hate so we just kind of said you know like you know it, thank you to everyone who is, who is here to for the supportive amazing community this is your one night out a mom went up, got security. Security came in, grabbed them, and they I, were out. We were talking. I was watching this woman who was like, "I will not stand for these two. I will have them yeah. kicked out immediately." She like was like, because it's like dark. It's quite. You're just like you don't know what to do. That like, is wild. I wild. know. It was great. We hadn't even opened our mouths. I'm like, maybe if they were halfway through the show, maybe if they were, we had just walked out. It yeah. was. Guys are strong because I think that that would have taken me out of uh-huh. my my gate. Like you know, remember, there's two of us. Yeah, there's two of us, and it wasn't our first show. Thank God. But yes, if I was alone, I think I would have been. I would have been having a party. That's puke worthy. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we appreciate everything oh you do, and I feel um, such a good energy through this phone. Like I almost feel like I feel like giddy talking to you. Yeah, not everyone's easy to talk to, and you're very so easy, easy to it talk just feels to. Like such a good positive energy, and I feel like you have so many exciting things happening in your life, and I can't wait to watch. But also, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me on my brand new website at sashaexeter.com. Yes, it's a nice little refresh. So everything new, all our new news will be popping up on there. And I keep things very simple. So my social media handles are the same, Sasha Exeter. Yes. Is Maxwell going to get her on Instagram or hell no? No. No. Okay. Just, I was just... Yeah, I, I've thought about it, but no, I can barely keep up with my own. <laughs> That's I'll, I'll also love your content on TikTok too. That's really fun to watch. You kind of mastered that. Your TikTok. Sorry, I know we're supposed to be going, but the tips. <laughs> <laughs> Life hacks. <laughs> the hacks. 
Literally, I'm just like, what? The apple one, the apple snack, the slicing. I was like, wow, I'm done. I'm oh, my God. okay, I gotta go do some more. You inspired me. Um, thank you so much. Good luck with your surgery. Yeah, thank we'll be you. thinking of you. And we'll be following every single day, all the time. All the time. Love chatting with you guys.